Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us for another week. We sure are. And today we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're not going to do cards for you, but we do have a special guest for you today to listen to. And it's my brother, my mother's son, Dean. (laughs) And we're going to talk today about exercise and health. Dean's a personal fitness trainer. And so he's got a lot of knowledge as far as exercising and health and the benefits of doing that. So and what tools he uses for his exercise uh, versus if he was teaching a woman, would she use the same kind of equipment or would she not? Um, And that type of thing. So anyways, his name's Dean McMurray. And like Kim said, he is a personal trainer. So hi, Dean. Hello, welcome to our podcast. We're glad you could join us. I'm happy to be here. Glad to, glad to chat with everybody. So how how long have you been a personal trainer for? I've been doing the personal training now for probably the better part of five, six years. Uh, but I've been into fitness and bodybuilding most of my most of my life. And so it's it's something that you're passionate about then. I absolutely love everything about fitness. There's nothing about uh, fitness that that uh, you know, no matter what form it is. So if it's uh, playing a sport, or if it's uh, uh, one style of working out or another, if it's martial arts, if it's boxing, if it's uh, um, dancing like to me anything that is fitness related uh that keeps somebody's body and mind um occupied and uh and in a challenging state then yeah i i I love everything about it um i love body movement i like i like understanding the way the body works and the physics of the body and the science behind the body and you know it's it's such a the body is such a, an interesting tool um, and is capable of so many different things. And uh, so to see people, um, you know, push uh, the limits of, of what they can do and uh, achieve the goals that they're looking at, uh, that's kind of one of the things that really, I guess, excites me the most about it. So you've had a lot of experience then seeing people reach their goals do you think that when people are making goals as far as physical fitness goes do you think that most people um don't reach high enough to what they can actually achieve with their bodies uh you know what i I, like in my personal experience people often uh sometimes they reach too high and it's not that they're reaching too high. It's just that people don't understand what a long-term goal is and a short-term goal is. And uh, <clears throat> to make success uh, with your body and to achieve the goals that you want to, like where you want to be, if you aim too high and you, and you set that expectation outside of, of uh you know, what's even physically possible. Um, when we fail at meeting a goal, uh, it, it, it it's, makes us take a step backwards, you know? So it's like what I used to tell most of my clients is instead of saying, you know, I want to lose, I want to lose uh, 50 pounds. Well, that's, that, that's good. We can, we can make that our long-term goal, but physically to say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds and, in you know a couple of months, that's just it's, it's not possible. It's a, it's a, it's setting yourself up for failure. So what I would more like to see, and what I used to do with my clients is, you know what, let's 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 take that down. And it's not that we're, we're we're eliminating that goal. We're just we're setting smaller goals because I want you to achieve them all. Um, so you know, like if if we take that fifty pounds and we say. Well, how about we lose over the next month? We, we aim to lose, you know, seven pounds or 10 pounds over the month. Um, 
you know, now now we're out at an achievable goal that, that we can actually work towards. And, you know, if if the person puts in, in the time and uh, and the and the all their energy into doing it, then you know, you make that goal and maybe you lose eleven pounds. Or maybe you lose the ten pounds, but you lost it in three and a half weeks instead of four weeks. Well, now you got something to celebrate. Now you got something that's going to kickstart you and say, you know what, this is awesome. You know, I, I I already made my first goal, and we're going to set up another one, and we're going to aim at that. And before you know it, you know you've hit that first goal, you've hit that second goal. Now the motivation is there, and you're really interested in what you're doing. Um, you're believing in what you're doing and, and that it's, it's possible to hit these goals. And now you've hit your fourth goal and it's like, Hey, guess what? Right. We, we just, we just hit that 50 pound mark that you were looking at. Right. And now, you know, like you, you're so excited because you actually did it. But if, but if you set yourself up and you try to say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in a month and a half and you don't do it and you've only lost five pounds you're gonna be like well i don't even know why i'm doing this right like this is this is useless like i mean i've only lost five pounds instead of looking at that five pounds as, as a milestone saying you know what you lost five pounds that's that's good yeah this it's the small the small things and i i agree with you there is is even i know even some things like now i'm back into my yoga practice and and I find even with that, like if I can bend a little bit further one week than the next week, I'm like, yay me, I can, you know, so I'm looking at some smaller goals too, which I think is, that's, that's a great. It is. And for me too, and um, like I've been exercising pretty much all the time for about four years now. And I've watched what I've been doing and my breath and everything else. I'm gaining breath. I'm doing more than I used to be able to do. Like, when I first started out, like I could only do like three crunches, you know, now I can do all kinds of crunches and it doesn't bother my breath so much. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm never going to get there. But the more I pushed myself, the more I did. Can you talk to us about equipment, what you find with the equipment in some gyms versus like, um, would you say that using bands and things like that is more productive and, and you'll get your goals that way or some of the uh, machining equipment? Uh, useful and if if you don't have any equipment is there still things that you can do at home i'll give you a perfect example so i'm myself my style of training that i like to do is i work out at a pretty hardcore um gym that is uh primarily you know a lot of big boys into bodybuilding uh um you know but I also frequent Planet Fitness. Um, so when I go to Planet Fitness, the majority of the machinery in there uh, doesn't have anywhere near what I'm used to using weight-wise um, that I would use at my gym. But sometimes when I leave Planet Fitness, I have a better pump or a better... Uh, burn in my muscles than I do when I leave my, um, you know, there's, there's a big misconception. Uh, the biggest thing I see in gyms all the time and where I'm usually pulling people to the side and saying, Hey, do you want to know a better way to do this? I, I hate being that guy, but I also hate being, you know, like for me to watch somebody that's, that's struggling. That's, you know, you, you can clearly see that person is coming to the gym every day and you know they're, they're training their their butts off but they're just not making any gains at all and that's usually where i'll step in and say you know what like it's not that you're doing it really wrong you're just not doing it right you know there's, there's a better way and 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 it's usually um a younger you know uh you know, the, the teenagers or young adults that are coming in, the first thing that most people do when they walk in the gym is they look at the weights and they look at someone like me who's lifting a lot of weight. And so in their mind, it registers, I have to lift a lot of weight, right? So I'm going to go down and I'm going to lift as much and as heavy as I can. 
um, that way I'm going to get big faster. And, and it's totally, totally the wrong, wrong thing to, to do. You know, the, the body's not adapted to it. The, the ligaments, the joints, um, everything is just not ready for that kind of load. And uh, so they start lifting this kind of weight. And the first thing they do is they injure themselves, um, you know, be it a, a minor little tear or, you know, they've, they've, they've aggravated a joint or a ligament. And now they've got this nagging uh, injury that, you know, affects everything that, do, that, that they're doing in the gym. Um, so where I'll usually take somebody, as I say, you know, like one of the most important things in weightlifting or physical fitness when you're doing things is called the, the mind to muscle um, factor, right? That if you can't, if you can't physically make your mind know where you're working out and understand the muscle that you're working out. Um, and I do that like the way that I train a lot of people is through contraction, uh, learning to contract the muscle, being able to make, a five pound weight feel like a 35 pound weight. And when you do that, you start building a connection. Um, so now when you're lifting that weight, your mind is telling that muscle, this is the way that you're going to, you're going to lift the weight. You're going to contract that muscle all the way through that movement. And then all of a sudden you start getting this wicked burn and this wicked pump in the muscle. And it's like, it's, you know, something that you've never felt before. And it's like, man, this is like, why does this hurt so much? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, like I'm lifting the 50s and I don't feel anything, but I'm lifting these eight pounders and my God, I'm on fire. Right. It's, it, and it's because that muscle is actually now understanding what it's supposed to do. And when you lift too heavy, then you include, you incorporate all the other muscles around it, you include swinging and, uh, you know, bad posture and bad form and, and all these different things. So that muscle is only, yeah, it's lifting uh, a crap ton more weight, but it's, but it's, uh, it's not getting any of the benefit of it. There's no time under tension. There's no contraction. There's no, uh, squeezing of the muscle, uh, you know, so, to make the best bang for your buck is to make that muscle have to work at its optimal um, performance. And that's where you're going to get the, the biggest gains and the best growth. And, and uh, you know, like you get a lot of people when, you, when you're in the gym, you can, you can lift really heavy. But, you know, like uh, if you look at a power lifter style body compared to a bodybuilder style body, you know, it's two totally different physiques. You know, that power lifter can lift, you know, lift your house off of its foundation. <laughs> it's not just nothing but pure muscle, but you can't see it, right? Where a bodybuilder is contracting and squeezing and, and, and doing all the different, uh, you know, the time under tension and, and all the different things to try to build striations and, and make the muscle fibers uh, uh, really poke out through the skin. And, and you know, like to do that, it's a totally different style of training. Uh, you can't lift quite as much as that power lifter, but, you know, when you take your shirt off, everybody goes, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, so is know, that would, kind of thing. would you uh, say then form and paying attention to those muscles is better? You're better to do and pay attention to the form and, and contract or <laughs> constrict your muscles more than hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Again, it really depends what you're trying to achieve, but, but most definitely like, posture is, is huge. And most people really, really, um, forget about posture. You know, like I me, mean, we were taught when we were kids, you know, you know, keep your chest up, keep your head up, you know, keep it up straight. straight. <laughs> We've been taught it since we were, since we were, you know, the little, little uh, rugrats running around, but, but it's the one thing that, that we all forget. And you go to the gym and the posture goes out the window and, 
you know, I can make my, uh, I explain it to a lot of people in, in the gym. When I, when I unposture and you look at my body one way, I have one appearance. And when I posture up and, and, and I have my posture, I'm not doing, you know, the peacock thing where I'm sticking my chest way out and, and stuff like that. But when I just use good posture, then, you know, all of a sudden my shoulders seem much thicker. Uh, the chest sticks up, the, you know, the abs are tighter. Um, you get that V taper, like all those things happen. And, and all that is, is posture, you know? So it, it's, it's posture is the number one key thing to, to, uh, uh, the gym. Uh, number two would definitely be, you know, go lighter and learn the exercise properly and use proper form instead of trying to lift so heavy lift that weight but try to contract the muscle while you're doing it and instead of like swinging that weight up really fast make the muscle lift that weight you know slow the movement down a little bit slow the movement down lift the muscle or lift the weight but make the muscle do it give it a little bit of time under tension as you're coming down and all of a sudden you know that 10 pounder that you can lift 30 times now you're lifting that 10 pounder 10 times and your arms on fire right so are, can you give us a little bit of information with regard to the core and how because that works with your posture as well right and repetitions like when you start out like that like if you go slow you can do all kinds of repetitions to make it burn versus the weight size right yeah like i mean what what i usually my best combination for uh repetitions would be doing something like a uh a split on my repetition so i might do something where i do um 10 lifts um let's say let's just use the bicep because it's one of the easiest ones to to learn to contract like you know when we were three years old somebody said show me your muscle we all knew how to do it right and 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 all that is 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 a contraction so when you're making that muscle stick up you're contracting the muscle and so that's essentially what you want to be doing through that entire movement is you're flexing or, or uh, contracting that muscle um, and then holding that contraction on the muscle through the entire movement instead of just trying to contract it at the top of the movement. So if you're doing that, then, then you would do maybe, let's say, 10 to 12 reps that way, put a big burn into it. Then I like to do a pump set where either I drop the weight and I pump it out or I try to use that same weight. If I, if, if I can still move that weight, then I'll try to do a pump set with that. Even, even if the movement is not the full range of motion where I'm, you know, making that, that bicep curl all the way up to the top, even if I'm only curling that weight up six inches or five inches, I'm still working that bicep. As long as I'm doing the contraction through the bicep, it's going to be burning like on fire. Like you just physically can't lift it anymore because your arm hurts so much. If, if I lift it one more time, it's going to tear in half type of a feeling. And you know, I don't mean tear like a ligament. I mean, like you feel like your muscles going to explode. And uh, that's the feeling that you want to get to. So when people are looking for vascularity or people are looking for, you know, the, the infamous pump, that's how you achieve that. Okay. And so with exercising and being healthy and those kind of things, it's good for your mind, right? Because you're getting the dopamine from working out and, and it's, it's going through your body and it's, like, so can you talk just a little bit about that, about how the benefits of working out and the mind-body connection that way? Absolutely. It's, uh, you know what, uh, to, for myself, it is, um, it keeps me level. It keeps my mind focused and it keeps keeps me on, on a whole different plane uh, so that, you know, I can start each day in a good mood. And uh, I think that when, you know, you physically feel better, you, you, you can tend to start that day a little bit better. When you wake up and you're sore and you're, and you're cranky, and, you know, like, it just seems like the whole world is out to get you. And, and, it, and 
yeah, you have to have something positive in your life. And you know what? What's more important in life? Like, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm horrible for it because I'm a workaholic, and 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 I've all, I always have been, and and I put so much time and energy into into my work, and you know, you take that away from yourself. And I've had so many clients that you know, like owners of companies and stuff like that, that that say, "But I can't, right? My company's going to um, close if I, you know, if I'm not there." And you know what? The company is not going to miss you for one hour. You know, you have to find that hour, no matter when it is. Like it might be at two o'clock in the morning before everything gets fired up. Or it might be late at night, you know, when things start to die down a little bit. But you have to find that at least an hour for yourself. And when you do that, all of a sudden you get that, you know, turn off your phone. Don't even bring it in. Right? Like nothing is that important. And if it is that detrimental that somebody's there, then you know what? Have somebody answer your phone for that one hour. Right? And if it's really important, then they can they they can contact you. But other than that, you know, you you have to take that time for yourself. Um, or you know, at the at the end of the day, you're always looking back at it, saying, "Man, I wish I would have." You know, and and you look at how many people retire, and and you know, five after, five years after they retire, they're dead. Yeah. You know, and it's like. You know, if I would have just taken a bit of time out for myself, and 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 I, I think it's so important that that people look at it that way. And um, you know, if you're unsure and you you're going to a gym and you know you're unsure, personal trainers, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive than uh, than the regular route. And you know, not everybody can afford seventy, eighty, a hundred dollars an hour for a personal trainer. But at the end of the day, the reason that personal trainers are a little bit more expensive um, is because it's an accountability thing. And one of the biggest things that I find is, like, let's take like, uh, I don't know if the people, you know, the listeners are from all over the world or what, but, you know, like here we have something called Planet Fitness uh you know, it's $10 a month or something like that. You can get a membership. Um, when you when you want to achieve a goal and you join a gym like that, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing in any sense of the, the world, but you can go to the gym and enjoy yourself there. But when, when you go to a gym and you're paying $10 a month, if you break that down per workout, you know, over, over that month, $10, what does it cost you? to miss a day at the gym you know it costs you pennies so if 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 i don't go to the gym today and it, it, it only cost me eight cents to miss the gym today then you don't really it's not a big hit right it's not that big you, you drop eight cents on anything you know, yeah. 10 15 25 cents you know easy yeah without even thinking about it so to miss a day at the gym it doesn't really cost me anything right i've got this membership i'm paying it's 10 bucks a month big deal if i don't you know if i miss three days or five days it's not it's, it's no big thing but if i miss my personal trainer and it's going to cost me 85 dollars, you know just to miss that one appointment well you know what you get your ass in there right because 85 <laughs> bucks is a, is a lot of money right and that's that's kind of why um personal training works uh, so you know what i what i recommend is you know finding a good personal trainer somebody that is going to invest time with you get to know you um talk to you understand your body understand what you're looking for um you know, really get inside your mind and help you achieve everything properly rather than, you know, and, uh, you know, th there's a bunch out there, personal trainers that bring you in. Uh, it's often in, in some of the big chain um, 
fitness centers, and it's not all, don't get me wrong, I mean, there's a lot of really good personal trainers out there. Um, but some, you know, they get their certification, they get hired on by a, a good life or, you know, one of these big chain um, uh, fitness centers, and they bring you in there, and the first thing they want to do is they want to make you sore on every muscle that is in your body and the next day you wake up and it feels like you've been hit by a truck you know you can't get out of bed your legs hurt you can't move your arms you're you know you are just sore everywhere and are you going to go back to the gym no you're not right (laughs) you're going to stay as far away from that gym as possible until you start feeling a little bit better and then once you finally do start feeling a little bit better, it's like, do I really want to go through that again? Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not that what they're doing is wrong. It's just, it just, it, to me, that scares the shit out of, out of my client. And I want my client to come back because I want them to make it, I want them to achieve their goals because I want them to tell their friends that, not even tell their friends. I want their friends to look at them and go, oh my God, you look great. What are you doing? Well, I'm seeing this personal trainer, right? I don't even need to advertise. Right. It does it for me. And, and, and word of mouth is huge in the fitness industry. So it's, um, you know, I find that with the big chains, the way they do that is they bring them in, they get the money from the, from the client now the clients paid, you know, fifteen hundred dollars up front for all these different personal training things, but they never come back. Right. Well, ouch. Ouch. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's, it's ouch to the person that has put the money out. It's ouch for two reasons. It's it's a, a financial obligation that they've just, you know, a big burden they put them on on themselves financially, and they've also you know, had that first taste of failure in the gym and now they start second guessing themselves whether or not they should go to the gym at all, right? Well, the gym, the gym doesn't work because all it does is hurt you. True. That's very true. And, wow. and, and, I, and I never, like, I want my clients to go home sore and I want them to hate my guts. <laughs> right? I, I, I love when they hate me. But they yeah, you guys are sick that way. <laughs> well, it's because it's because I explained to them before before the workout what we're going to be working on, where you're going to be sore, how long you're going to be probably be sore for, and here's what you can do to limit the amount of soreness that you're going to have. Here's the stretch that you're going to do to try to make that that heal up faster. You know, here's what you're going to. Uh, you know, you're going to consume more water. You're going to, you know, maybe um, take glucosamine or something um, uh, that's going to help you out as, as you're healing, you know. So it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's helping the people understand what's going on, how it's going to affect their body, how long it's going to affect their body for. So they, they're already prepared for it. Right? So now when you wake up tomorrow and your arms are sore, but you can still walk because your legs aren't dead. Right? right. So you can still you can still move around, but you know, your arms are they're on fire. But you know, you can deal with soreness in a couple of areas rather than being sore absolutely, you know, like paralyzed sore across your entire body. Yeah, that would suck. We have to take a little bit of a break here and then we'll bring you back in a second, okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, welcome back and thank you. You've given us so much knowledge. And so um, now we're going to talk about some pre-workout, post-workout, food. What you should do before you work out, what would be the best thing for you sort of thing to help you get where you want to go um, during your workout. So can you give us some information on that, Dean? Yeah, absolutely. I would. Um, 
you know, we were kind of uh, chatting off offline there a little bit um, during the break. And, uh, you know, like questions on proteins and pre-workouts and uh, creatines and all the different things like that, what kind of foods are better. Um, everybody's different and everybody's body uh, reacts differently to um, different styles of training. So depending on what I'm trying to achieve and depending on, you know, am I, am I a, a vegan or am I, um, you know, a carbohydrates kind of person or am I uh, operating off of, you know, something like, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, the keto and stuff where I'm operating more um, fueled by fats um so the body some people respond very well to a fasted workout they can work out a workout on an empty stomach and it doesn't bother them um you know i could burn some calories um but at the end of the day the body still likes food it likes nutrients it likes to be fed and when you when you beat up the muscles and you're tearing muscle fibers and you know, it sounds horrible. I'm tearing muscles. I don't want to do it. Right. But <laughs> you know, there's so microscopic tears that, that we're doing to the muscle and that's how the muscles grow. But when we do that to the muscle, the muscle wants food. We have to, we have to feed the muscle. And if we're not feeding the muscle, it's going to try to find its own source um, for its creatines and its proteins and, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's basically um, does the opposite effect, and it starts eating off of itself. Uh, so all that muscle growth that we just did in the in the gym um, really was for nothing because we just gave it all away. That's my uh, but uh, yeah, so depending on on the style of workout that you're doing or how you fuel your 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 body before the workout, um, I would usually you know for myself. I take in uh, some carbohydrates. I take in some protein, um, maybe an hour or so before I go to the gym. Um, then I usually hit the gym and, uh, you know, try to leave everything there, uh, burn as many calories, uh, you know, torture the muscle as much as I can. Um, and then when I leave the gym, uh, I'll either have a protein shake, uh, depending on how close I am to, uh, home or, or to my truck or anything like that. And if I'm not going to be, uh, near home or something like that, then I'll skip the protein shake and I'll bring a meal with me and I will hit that meal right away. Um, so that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get as much nutrients into my body immediately after that workout as possible um so the body can uh you know use that fuel to grow and to heal um so you know it, it's 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 preparing yourself being prepared uh for what you're gonna be doing in in the gym rather than you know go to the gym and just kind of winging it and then leave the gym and you know, it's an hour drive home, and then, uh, you know, when I get home, I'm going to be kind of busy. i got to do other things. We have dinner at 7, but that's like four hours or five hours after you've worked out. You know, um, the body's not getting what it needs. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's preparing yourself for what you're going to do to get the best gains and the best, uh, and the best uh, bang for your buck out of your, out of your, uh, your workout. That yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. good information. Yeah. yeah, the things like, you know, like a pre-workout, um, you know, should I take a pre-workout? And uh, again, that's, that's, that's more up to the individual than it is um, up to whether or not it's a necessity. Is a, is a pre-workout a necessity? No, not at all. Some people thrive off of what I used to do when I couldn't get a pre-workout is I would go to uh, um, Starbucks and I'd get like uh, uh, three espressos with a with a 
strong coffee and I would have that before I go to the gym just to give myself a little bit of a caffeine kick and, and, uh, up my edge. Um, or I would carb load. I would uh, get some carbohydrates into me and, uh, and use that as some energy. Some people use, uh, uh, I've seen people use like a chocolate bar, you know, having a chocolate bar before they go to the gym and that sugar rush and that, you know, the pump that you get from it because those sugars are pumping through your, through your veins. Uh, sometimes people get a really good uh, pump that way. Some people use salt. Uh, you know, we do it like an electrolyte style uh, workout, but we pop our salt intake just a little bit. And uh, man, a salt pump is is insane sometimes. They're, they can be painful. They're, they're, it's such a crazy pump, but but, uh, you know, a pre-workout is really um, whether or not you need that extra little kick in the butt when you get to the gym. Uh, I recommend most people that are thinking about um, using pre-workout starting very, very, with a very, very low dosage of it. Um, maybe not even following what the manufacturer label says on it, you know, use one scoop or uh, you have to build a tolerance to some of these things. So if, if uh, you know, if if you're that kind of person that has a coffee and oh my god, I'm not going to sleep for, you know, another ten hours now, then yeah, stay away from pre-workout. Right? <laughs> Unless it's going to be a, you know, first in the morning. Otherwise, good luck to you, right? <laughs> yeah, that would keep or, me awake all night. Or, like you, or 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 how does caffeine affect your? You know, does it does it make your heart? give you heart palpitations and stuff. Well, if that's the case, then I would say as well as pre-workout as possible. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're unsure, consult your physician about it. Um, when you do start using a pre-workout, if, if that's what you want to do, instead of taking a full scoop, maybe start with a, a quarter scoop and, and try that out. And if you go to the gym and you're like, wow, man, my hair was on fire and, you know, I, I blurry oh my god my heart was beating and you know then maybe that's not for you uh or if you took that quarter scoop and you went in and you're like you know it just felt good for a minute but uh but i didn't really get anything from it well you know then maybe you need to up that dosage a little bit let's go up to a half a scoop and see how that hits us right and all of a sudden half, half a scoop sets your hair on fire um you know everybody responds differently so it's it's it's, uh, you know, just respect uh, what you're doing and, and, and do research, uh, do your homework. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it'll usually work out pretty good for you that way. Wow. You've given, given us all kinds of information here. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, oh, that's what I do wrong. <laughs> and that kind of thing. And uh, so, I mean, um, you really waking me up sort of yeah. woke me up to uh some of the things that i can do now that uh i haven't been doing that maybe will make me progress farther for where i want to be heading on my exercise reg regime sort of thing yeah. you know indeed and and i think too like i i'm really getting like it's important to exercise and if you can't get to the gym and you can't get to a personal trainer to at least do something at home and I think it's been proven with the weight bearing, especially if you're just using your own weight or whatever, it's so much better as you're aging, maturing, because you're, you know, it's better if you fall, it's better if all those kind of things. So I think what you're saying in the end is we all need to be moving our bodies and we all need to be fueling our bodies the best that we can. Yeah, you know, like, the world got overrun by fast foods and stuff like that. And it's not that you can't hit some of these things. You know, I, I still never have the McDonald's, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of fast food places out there that, you know, I want a cheat meal or something like that. Um, it's, I might hit a Harvey's or something like that, but, but what I do is, you know, like if I'm, if I'm having a meal out, at one of these places just because I can't get food anywhere else and this is what I have to do, then you just have to be smart about it, right? Like, I mean, it's like walking through the shopping 
center when you're starving, right? You're you're going to stop and you're going to buy crap. Is is I do it, you know? Like it's, it's what's going to happen. The body wants it, and you want that fastest either sugar rush or whatever it is, and right. and uh, you can't set yourself up for that kind of thing. You know, meal prepping is 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 essential and stuff like that so you know like i take sunday and i meal prep all day and i make as many meals as i can that's going to last me through the week so i don't have to put myself into that situation uh, but if i do have to put myself into that situation where you know a lot of people might go wrong is you know i'm just going to get a cheeseburger but you know what a cheeseburger is not quite going to fill me up so i'm going to get two cheeseburgers and it's not that it's wrong, but rather than getting the two cheeseburgers because you don't want to get a, a Big Mac or a quarter pounder because that's just too much, rather than get the whole two cheeseburgers, get a cheeseburger with an extra patty on it, like a double cheeseburger, right? So you're, you're, you're taking less of the, the bread, you know, you, when we have the two cheeseburgers, now we've, you know, we're getting a little bit of meat, but we're getting, oh, ton of bread True. right so it's it's going to affect what's going to happen with our body our body is not going to like all that bread and uh we're going to gain weight and it's not going to be the way that we want to gain it. uh so it's just you know like being prepared and thinking ahead and uh and stuff like that is going to help you with uh fueling your body and make sure that you feel a lot better because when you eat those two cheeseburgers and all that bread gets in you you're gonna get that big blah, you know. It's gonna, you know. Now I just want to chill out. I don't want to do anything. And then you're gonna have that feeling afterwards where you feel like you got to run to the washroom, or you know, like it, and, and it's a horrible feeling. But it, but it, but it's a vicious cycle. We just keep doing it, and uh, once you're into that cycle, it's hard to break it. It is because we're not, and we're not listening to our bodies because our bodies are clearly saying, please don't eat that anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. Right. Like that extra bread, that, that fat, that whatever it is. I mean, I just recently started back meal prepping and I know for our family, it makes it easier. And my family takes better things for lunch because it's ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's they'll exactly, yeah. like, they'll take the be. veggies with a dip because the veggies are in the fridge and cut up and ready to go in a container. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah, but that's, that's the worst part of it, right? The worst part of meal prepping is actually doing the meal prep. Yeah. No, I know it sounds really, really stupid, right? But it's, it's, it, it, the worst part of it is taking that one day. And, and for me, it's my Sunday, you know, and then, and I do it, as a regime, you know, like Sunday is my day. I know I'm going to spend a few hours, but I got it down to a science now. Like now I make like for myself, I do a lot of chicken and rice. I'm starting to grow feathers, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I eat a lot of chicken and rice. So I buy a, a 20 pound bag of rice that lasts me quite a while. Um, I cook about, uh, five to six cups of rice at a time which makes a ton of rice uh i instead of making it a small pot i'd make it in a giant pot and i make that whole big batch of rice in in one shot and then i'll buy like you know four or five flats of of uh i i personally like chicken thigh because it's not quite as dry as the chicken breast. I agree. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not as lean, and it's not going to give you the the same results as a chicken breast or a, or a turkey or you know. But uh, whatever it is that you're cooking, you can cook it. Like I'll put thirty four pieces of chicken in one of those big uh, oven roasters with a bit of tomato sauce, and it takes me prep time maybe ten minutes. And it cooks for 40 minutes to an hour. So within an hour and an hour and a half, my meal prep is almost done already. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, I, I have my weigh scale and I, I take it out and I, and I weigh my, my rice. So I know I'm getting the same, the, the same amount of uh, carbohydrates in every meal that I have. Uh, you know, I put 
two pieces of chicken or three pieces of chicken in each one. So that's regulated. I know exactly how much chicken I'm getting. I know exactly how much carbohydrates I'm getting. And uh, every meal is the same. And it's the the consistency that's that's helping you um, achieve the goals that you want. It is being consistent. So you have a lot of fruits and vegetables as well, like during the day, Dean? Myself, no. Myself, I I, uh, I don't do a lot of vegetables. Um, uh, the person that's helping me right now with my meal prep is uh, suggested, you know, maybe uh, vegetables with one meal. Um, again, it's everybody that's trying to achieve something different with their body may, you know, like more vegetables, may find that they... Uh, you, you have to find what works for you. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, you know, is this diet good? Is that diet good? You know what? Most of the diets are good. It's not that one diet's better than the other one. Um, it's what works for you and what you can achieve. Uh, you know, if, 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 you're a, if you're a sugar addict and you try to go on a, on a keto diet, you're going you're gonna to struggle. You know, because you're not getting any of these, uh, you know, like that, uh, uh, the glycose and stuff that, that your body wants, like it's craving it and you're not giving any of it. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So, but you better know? to eat the whole natural foods than the processed crap. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Stay, yeah. Or the, stay away from the processed stuff. Uh, don't chop down the middle of the down the middle of the shopping center, you know, like, uh, I think everybody's kind of heard that little rumor, right? But it's, it, it's, it's true. You know, if you stick to the outside, you're going to stay away from a lot of the, the crap that we put on the food. Be careful what you put on. It's, it's, it's often not the food I'm eating. It's the, it's the junk that I'm putting on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. The sauces and the dips and the, yeah, it's, yeah. it's barbecue sauce is, it's absolutely delicious. But then you look at the barbecue sauce and the first uh, four ingredients are sugar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. usually, you know, when, when you're shopping for food or, you you know, like a lot of people don't understand the, uh, that little food label on the side is, you know, we want to read it. As soon as I look at it, it's like telling me how much protein is in there, how much carbohydrates are in there, blah, blah, blah. We don't really get what that means. Um, so if you don't understand how that works, don't even look at that stuff. Leave that stuff out and just look at the ingredients. You know, so if you look at the ingredients and the first uh, four or five ingredients on there is sugar, sucralose, uh, any other, uh, curlose, you know, <laughs> thing that we can't even pronounce, uh, you know, it, it's probably crap. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Whereas if you look at something and it says, uh, you know, whole tomatoes, uh, natural, you know, um, peanuts or whatever it is, you know, and, and it's natural products that you're reading on there. Well, then you know that that product is probably not that bad of a product. Right. Yeah, you might find sugar way down on the list, but, you know, it's like, you know, five milligrams of sugar. Well, big deal, right? Your body can handle that. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's just a way to look at food, food labels and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for talking to us and giving us some tips and we might um, have to hit you up again down the road. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We'll have to to get further and go down further into the wormhole of exercise. And and, I mean, cause I, I mean, I think that's what we want to share with the listeners, right? Is, is it so important to, get our bodies moving so that our minds are in a better state because as soon as you get your body moving, that dopamine goes in and it makes you feel good. Right. Like my husband said that when I first met him and we walked all the time, he's like, why is everybody that we walk by so happy? I said, well, like, because exercise makes you happy. (laughs) It does. Right. So, but no, we really appreciate you taking time out because we know you're busy and the time change and everything else. But we really appreciate you being on with us and sharing all your knowledge. My pleasure. I, there's nothing about this I don't love. So <laughs> I would talk about it at any time with anybody. Thanks, um, You know, I guess it, 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 
if I could leave one thing is, uh, I think you asked the question earlier and I, I didn't answer. It was, uh, you know, what if I don't have weights? What if I can't make it to a gym? What if, you know, I can only do body weight stuff? What if, you know, I have a, an injury or something that's nagging me and stuff like that? There is absolutely nothing wrong with body weight uh, exercises. And, and when, when COVID uh, hit, and I had to do stuff online and stuff. We did a lot of body weight exercises. And when you fatigue a muscle with a weight is one thing. When you fatigue a muscle, body weight, my God, like the, the burn. I've had some of the most crazy, intense pumps I've ever had body weight. And, wow. uh, and, and, and like never underestimate the weight of your body and there's and you know maybe a different time we'll talk about lever lengths and things like that and how to manipulate uh the weight of your body and different things that you know not everybody can do a push-up not everybody can do a pull-up and stuff like that but you know if you want to really um try something out you know for all the listeners that want to try you know go back to the basics back when you were in school what did they make you do they made you sit against the wall and do wall sits and things like that and you know test your body and see how long you can do a wall sit for right and yeah. you're gonna feel a, a burn in your leg that is just going to be intense but yeah. you know what you're working you're you're working the quad you're you're working your legs when you're doing that so never never be afraid to start with with the basics like start very basic and and get your body into tune with what what you're about to uh, put it through, you know, start with the body weight exercises, and uh, it's 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 going to take you miles. So, you know, do I need to go to a gym? No, you don't. You can do a lot of things at home. Wow, wow, Dean, you just <laughs> filled my head full of stuff that I need, and I'm sure the listeners too um, really appreciate this and. We're going to close off now and uh yeah and we'd love to have you back on another time because i know you've got all that other stuff to teach us too so <laughs> that would be awesome we appreciate it so we ask everybody to please love and like us and uh please check us out on facebook, facebook and instagram look at you you remember me <laughs> facebook instagram check out our new website if you're interested in getting readings or any kind of services we've got those listed on our website you can also email us any uh, all our contact information is in the show notes and, and questions are welcome and if you have some questions for dean then you can reach out to him and we'll put that contact information in our show notes as well or you can and, come back through us or and you we can get in touch with yeah dean. absolutely and we will have him on again so thank you everybody for listening to us and, and we thank will, you too dean and thank you dean really appreciate it wonderful evening thank you for having me on okay appreciate it we'll see you all next week have a magical week you bet